Welcome to Gerstel's Making Labs Work podcast. It's a show about analytical chemistry, interesting instruments, and the challenging analytical problems that they solve. Welcome to this new episode of the Making Labs Work podcast here at Gerstel. Together with me, of course, is Kurt Sexton, uh, my colleague uh, from the US. Hello, Kurt. Hi, Jan. Good to be back again. Yes, a long time ago. And today our special guest is Mark Bücking from the Fraunhofer Institute in Germany, in the Sauerland, I would say in, in English. I don't know how to pronounce it in, in, um, in, in English, but welcome, Mark, at this point. And um, who are you and what are you doing? Uh, well, uh, actually, I'm, I'm Jung Bieng, uh, working for Fraunhofer for the last 15 years. Um, uh, by training, I'm a food chemist. Um, and um specialized in and in, in trace analysis um so wherever they are volatile or non-volatile and our institute actually um is involved in in um substance-based uh eco ecology experiments um mm -hmm. where we look into into soil and water and of course this ends up somewhere in feed and food so um That's the reason why I'm heading the department, which is specialized to this trace analysis as well as to environmental monitoring. Okay. And how do you pronounce the Sauerland in, in English from your side? Because you are sitting, I would say, 250 <laughs> kilometers or 200 kilometers away from, from our headquarter here. But uh, I, I say in German, Sauerland, but it, I think it's Sauerland. How, how do you pronounce it when you meet your colleagues? <laughs> really, not, really not sure. Uh, I'd say uh, 100 kilometers to the east from uh, looking from, from a Cologne point of view. Okay. So, um, Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful countryside, and um, nowadays not too many Christmas trees around anymore, but still, um, still a nice, um, relaxing area for tourism. Yes, definitely, definitely. That's one of our tours we have met with in, in our holidays uh, through the Sauerland for one and a half weeks, and it's yeah. it's so relaxing yeah. there. Yes, yeah. sounds gorgeous. It, Yeah, you have to learn Dutch if you come over here because it's a preferred victim for people from the Netherlands going for yeah. skiing in, in the yeah. winter time. Yes, it's a saying we have here. The, the highest mountains of the Netherlands people is uh, the Kala Asten, which is uh, 800 meters high <laughs> and in Germany. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's very, very crowdy on, on the weekends when, when snow is uh, falling in the winter and the lifts are open and so on. Yes, a yeah. lot of colleagues from uh, colleagues, uh, people from the Uh, Netherlands coming to your side to have your their she experience yeah. yeah I remember yes we know us uh, I will say almost uh, 15 15 years I think that's yeah. one of one one is the same time you started at Fraunhofer where I started here at Gerstel and I think we have made a, a few projects together in the past um I remember a, a story you you told me, but I never never heard have heard them in, in a long in a long version from <laughs> from a schnapps uh, from from an um, alcohol which is made in in China. Which experience do you have with the Mao Tai schnapps? <laughs> It is like uh, Fraunhofer, as you might know. It is a, uh, not a single company. It's it's a cluster. In, 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 we are um, Europe's largest organization in the applied science. Uh, 
Um, basically, the story behind it's 30,000 people and 76 institutes all over Germany. And um, of course, um, there are some spin-offs, so to say, where we're um, these, uh, on a European basis um, that there are some institutes uh, going to, to other countries in, in Europe. We have representative offices as well, and one of them is in uh, Beijing, in China. And at that point of time, so about 10 years ago, there was a lot of um, discussion, food quality, food safety in China, as you might remember. Mm -hmm. So that was a good starting point to, to go to China. What you need, of course, in that that's something I highly appreciate. That's really great to be with Fraunhofer. You have this representative office over there. Yeah, you can go there and these people are a native speaker. So that makes things a little bit easier. And um, so that was the starting point to be in Beijing. And then we cooperated with different academies, universities all over China. Mm -hmm. And we um, worked in different fields of interest, whether it's contaminants, aroma components, and as we worked with um, green tea um, in one of the southern regions of China, um, they asked us whether we would be interested to go the, to this um, Mao Tai city. Mao Tai itself, we never been in contact with them. The story behind is if if you, if you Google this phrase, um, you will um, you can investigate that this is world uh, well, which is in terms of money company with the highest income per year. And when you talk about uh, alcohol, um, mm -hmm. so it's a uh, 350 billion euro business per year. And um, yeah, nobody knows about this. So that's again, again, a great example for Chinese economy. Everybody is somehow aware of this um, beverage in, in China. It is um, some kind of thing, which is um, some kind of official drink. It's um. It's, it's, it's special fermented. It's, um, sorghum, it's wheat, and, um, sometimes it's rice. So different recipes. Mm -hmm. um, and Mao Chai is only one brand. And, um, the overall wording is, uh, I think Baju. Baju is, uh, Chinese for, for white alcohol. So it's mm. like what we have in German, like corn or okay. double corn or whatever, uh, vodka. Um, but it has a higher alcohol content, so up to 50, 60%. Mm. And um, Mao Chai is really the, the, the premium brand. And they have also um, different stories and different types of age uh, for these um, liquors, like we know it from, from, from single malt or something like this. So the, some kind of uh, same philosophy behind storytelling. And in this city, which is really Maotai city, so um, the name uh, the okay. same, uh, there are a lot of other um, distilleries. And um, one also quite large asked us um, whether we have some solution for quality control. As you might know, this is, this is, um, this is um, uh, fermented by experience not by, by quality assurance. So, um, and um, then it's, it's very important to, to, to control quality. And also there's, of course, competition. Um, number one is clear, but number two to 1,000 is not clear. What is the second best, the third best, and so on. Mm -hmm. And of course, then you get into food fraud and all these other things beside food quality. So that's the story behind. So, so, just uh, just a small question yeah. about that. W w which kind of parameters are they searching for or have searched for? Yeah. Um, 
of course, within this beverage class, it's so of it's always important taste and smell. Okay, so yeah. um, it's Sensory's quite obvious. Yeah, obviously, um, this is this is what, what uh, I I got this background in, in flavor chemistry, um, so it was for me quite quite obvious that this is the one. One once you have this drink, you have nasal or retronasal uh, perception. Um, that's that's all about about drinking besides mm-hmm. the side effect of alcohol, of course. But um, you mm-hmm. have to perceive this, and um, um, then you can also uh, um, change from sensory perception to uh, GC perception, so to say. And that's what we what what we had in mind when when um, our colleague from Fraunhofer China said we we have an appointment in Wuhan city, so we went there by car. Uh, mm-hmm. with, um, with our colleague and the driver and one of our friends from uh, uh, from the academy where we cooperated. So um, five persons in total. And um, we, we were invited for lunch. Um, that's when, when the first uh, hot drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the second and the third. <laughs> so, so you had a small lunch and uh, uh, so, some first drinks. And then they said, okay, um, you have to 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 um to look at the process to get an insight into it, and um, uh, um, yeah, the, the, there's a there's, so to say a hole where they put in sorghum, uh, wheat, and um, some some microbiology, and then it, it's it's some kind of dry fermentation, and then they uh, hmm. use steam water to to distill these things. So that's that's a, that's okay. a unique process, which we, which is only. On, only available in China, very traditional one for for more than six thousand years, something like this. Wow! <laughs> of course, six thousand years. Of course, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's China, yeah. Um, and then they they have this uh, clay pot vessel um, where where they uh, so one hundred liter something like this, and then they said hey, you have to test um, the different ages, uh, and uh, so uh, that was um, the second period where we where we were forced to drink. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sound like a long yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was only one hour later. So it was, <laughs> so it was about one p.m. and uh, we were in an interesting shape, so to say. Okay. Um, mm. And then, then the the tour continued, and uh, after a couple of hours, we have we had finalized uh, to 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 check all these clay pots. Mm-hmm. And then they said, uh, "Okay, now we do some sensory testing." And then, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did Which we means do drinking, the last yes. two hours? Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, they had it, they had some kind of sensory lab. Um, uh, where they said, "Okay, um, um triangle testing." Uh, uh, our product uh, against a competitor product, and then we, we had to test um, a series of different of these multi um, like mm-hmm. products, uh, which and uh, yeah, uh, so that was was yeah also quite interesting. And um, finally, we said okay, we will we will check, send us some samples, uh, and we 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 drove back to our hotel, and um, was already time for dinner. <laughs> 
Uh, so we stopped at the <laughs> restaurant, and of course, they were quite happy with our performance. So they said, ah, we have to drink more Thai. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So again. Again, <laughs> again, and again, again, <laughs> again, and again, and again, so, uh, and again. So, yeah, so it, 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 it's really um, the challenge is really um, you have this 50 to 60 percent of, of alcohol and uh, everybody, everyone who is involved in, in flavor chemistry and um, working and inject uh, inject this into the GC. Uh, what happens um, then you have mm-hmm. one, one single peak um, <laughs> because you have 600,000 ppm of ethanol. It's the most challenging thing to, uh, yeah, to evaluate um, um, differences mm-hmm. in, these, in aging in terms of different products, uh, perhaps also in food fraud. So let, let, let's call it quality assurance. Mm-hmm. The, the big problem is really um, um, a challenge, not a problem. Fraunhofer, we have only challenges, no problems, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as, as, as in, uh, for Gasla, I assume. Um, so, um, yeah, that was really the challenge we, we faced in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah it's Sounds always fl- been hard uh, to, um, in the quality control thing, did, were you able to, were you, did you nail it down to some targets you're trying to monitor and look at? Or, I mean, my experience on, on the sensory side, it, it's, GC is really good for telling you what's wrong. It's just hard to, hard for it to tell you what's right. Mm. How were you able to? What were you able to do? Yeah, yeah. We uh, so this is um, something in, in history already. So thirty years ago, we had a very good uh, flavor university in the south of Germany, uh, Peter Schiebele, uh, Werner Grosch at that time, and they uh, uh, invented some uh, aroma uh, dilutionists. Say so. Mm. Um, Mm, what they did was uh, just to 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 inject uh, some aroma extract, yeah, and then diluted only fifty percent, uh, diluted it by fifty percent, and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So in the end, uh, you have a couple of components w- which are still available for you by 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 sniffing port detection. Uh, so this collection of components who survived dilution, you put together in their original concentration, okay, which you have determined by your uh, aroma extract. So let's say uh, for for coffee, for example, you have a result, let's say from 850 components, you go down to 50 components. Um, So and then sensory signs come into force when you say, okay, uh, let's check, Uh, I take one out. Instead of 50, only 49. And then you say, okay, still coffee. It's still coffee flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have a, a sensory difference. You can use specific sensory testing for that one. So, and you go down and down and down. And sometimes you are not successful and you have to say, okay, the one I kicked out has to come back um, into my mix, into my artificial coffee aroma. Uh, so they did it with, with different um, uh, foods and beverages and so on. For, for coffee, for example, they downgraded the coffee flavor from 850 to 30. So that's, um, that's, the, com- but that's the combination of GC and aroma, uh, uh, sensory science. So that could work out, but we never went to the, as far as they went with, with these different foodstuffs for what they send the chinese people send uh uh different products just um labeled with some chinese signs which we were, we were unable to read 
Um, and so we had, I think, 10, 12 different uh, destillated samples. And then we, we just um, scanned them mm-hmm. by a certain method. Had a certain amount of peaks, uh, in an average about thirty to forty, but also components uh, which were quite uh, unique for for single um, samples. Uh, um, some some things were in common, so yeah, it's more or less just some database action. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, I guess I should say my my my, my own experience, like everyone's, colors my my thoughts on it because I I was doing a lot of off flavor and milk and off flavor and orange juice and other things. So I, I'm I'm more used to hunting for the weeds instead of the flowers. <laughs> yeah. So, but the the the, 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 the aroma dilution analysis I'd heard of, uh, but I'd either uh, I'd either couldn't remember or more than likely my age forgot exactly how that worked. So, so, the, so yeah, th- thanks for that. That really helps. Um, it's a definite, definitely a really cool approach to handling, uh, uh, let's call it positive experiences in flavor science as opposed to the negative ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it is, of course, time consuming. Uh, so um, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it really worked for, for university for fundamental science. Uh, so I guess uh, uh, flavor houses have already done this business uh, a couple of years ago. And um, if it does not work out, uh, you got still George Clooney to, to calibrate your product. there's always that i always tell people that if you're if you're doing work in flavor or an aroma um you got to keep your samples down you know that it it, it takes half an hour to 45 minutes to sit there through one run on an odp yeah you can't you you can't do 10 samples in a day you'll go crazy you'll you'll begin to you'll begin to imagine you smell things so you've got to keep it short yeah, that, that, right to it. That, that's true. And for, for another reason, we, we use ODP from time to time, but we have to be aware of the training. You cannot say, okay, yep. uh, I do it uh, once in a month or something like that. You have to train your people permanently, or you say, okay, it has to be a, a quite obvious question because otherwise it, 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 it won't work out. So and that yeah. advantage, yep. disadvantage. Yep. Yeah. Cool. That's one of the topics we we have often when we talk about uh, when we talk with people about aromas and sniffing them and so on. So they have to be in training, uh, like like in sports, you have to be in training to run a half marathon, yeah. or you have to be in training to to jump over two meters and and so on. So it's it does not work out of the out of the scratch. So yeah, that's quite normal, and it's even more normal there in in the ODP. In the sniffing part, yes, that's yeah. exactly what we hear from from other people. Also, perfect, interesting story with Maotai uh, City. I, I will Google that and I have, will have a look how how the city looks like and where it is. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be careful with the drink. It's um, how to say it in sensory vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I will ask. So, I mean, <laughs> getting out of the science, what, what does it taste like just in basic terms? I mean, what do you think it tastes like? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it has some um, green flavor. It is like uh, uh, fermented beans. It is not very pleasant. Uh, I expect that people are, which are drinking this um, are used to it. It is not. Mm, yeah, it's not not really fruity. It's mm-hmm. not uh, not like um, and it's not uh, not phenolic. You have some 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 single malt. Um, it's not it's not sweet. It, it has this um, yeah, 
um, due to the fermentation of sorghum and wheat, uh, some some special aldehydes, some some longer chain aldehydes, mm. uh, some some cations, no terpenes and stuff like this, uh, which gives you or, or lactones, which give you some banana flavor. Nothing like this. Okay, so, yeah. I see. We have a Chinese colleague here in in our office, so I will ask her later on. To, uh, <laughs> What's behind that, and how she? Um, uh, what's her experience about that? <laughs> I'm interested in getting her um, point of view at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great. I think a lot of these things were were not meant to be enjoyed; they were meant to be in, endured. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my my experience with a lot of different shops. Uh, some I'm not going to call them out by name, but there's certain German shops that I'm pretty sure nobody people drink it just to brag that they survived it, not that they liked it. Yep. So. <laughs> I think it's a kind of um, uh, calibration of the uh, mouth and tongue and, and nose and so on of, of the people. Because yeah. when I remember uh, my when, when I was young, I know that that beer was not my my preferred beverage, definitely not. But afterwards, yes, now beer. I, I like beer now, which is a problem, which is not a problem, but which is not the healthiest. Uh, beverage i have but on the other side i'm uh, i'm conditioned to that so probably they are also conditioned to that in china yeah. I, i'm not sure yeah, yeah they have the six thousand years and of course uh yeah. when communism came to town um you know this um long walk uh, which they did for for one year um they came mm -hmm. to maotai city and then um so that's the legend so uh um the, the communism party has has a story behind to mm -hmm. serve it in any official uh, uh situation so so they already poisoned some some u.s presidents with this stuff so um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the message so you have an excuse for donald trump pants <laughs> <laughs> Great, great. No, my. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing to apologize for, trust me. <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to switch to another topic, which is called Pummel, or in German, as we say, Pummel. That's P U M E L. And I've heard a little bit about that. And I know that is GC related. And uh, that is pr probably a very unique thing you will do in the future. So, what are you working on, on, on what topics you are working with a GC uh, called Pummel? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the idea behind is um, the full phrase is point of use, multi-channel, micro GC. And then if you select the letter scaffolding, you come up with Pummel. Um, it is um, within Fraunhofer, yeah, as we work, a lot of industry and, and also in public project, the, the expectation is that uh, we, we are, are already at a certain technology readiness level to, to, to work, so to say, the last mile of our clients together. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the other hand, uh, Fraunhofer is uh, not financed like universities. We have some basic funding for smaller projects uh, in-house at our institute. So if we want to do something in preliminary research uh, on a larger scale, um, we have uh, some internal funding and we can apply for that one um, uh, by, um, by, yeah, by answer to our calls or to, 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 <coughs> to, to, to write something down um, that mm -hmm. um, we apply for a grant. Um, 
within the front of community. It, it, it is like, in fact, like um, answering a, a EU call or some national call, um, quite competitive. Um, and we received some money together with two other institutes. Uh, one is um, the, also in the food arena. The other one is uh, uh, in microelectronics. Uh, perhaps you remember the phrase electronic nose was popped up when we were young. So a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and so this electronic nose more or less uh, was uh, driven by engineer. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so no feedback from, 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 from us, from, from the chemistry side of life. So they it just had a sensor and said, okay, now we can detect everything and we can take this small device. Uh, from the lab, uh, really to, to, um, the challenge we have in the outside world to have some mobile device. So that's the idea behind. Mm -hmm. And this did not work out, um, for, for, uh, for most of the applications, as we know. Um, so 15 years ago already, we started to, to say, okay, we, we have to, uh, reduce the size of a GC. Uh, at that point of time, uh, we still had the challenge um, um, to use a more or less normal uh, column for separation mm -hmm. issues. Yep. Now, microelectronics developed uh, uh, quite massive in the last 15 years. So now the idea is really to have a miniaturized multi-channel column, uh, which is the uh, uh, size of a credit card or even smaller. Wow. So, um the challenge now will be and that that's something which is quite unique uh within Fraunhofer uh, uh as we work in an interdisciplinary team so we have um people from microelectronics um um on the one hand on the other hand we have some experts in uh uh for for sensors in in terms of detection uh we have some expertise in the um injector uh uh, in extraction, um, and um, yeah, uh, from from our side, we we do the benchmarking. So mm -hmm. um, because what what we have seen in the electronic news community is that they measure something, use some statistics, and then they write a publication, and then, <laughs> then yeah. it gets into the news, and all of a sudden you can evaluate uh, coffee flavor by electronic nose, or you can uh, differentiate between um, some some French wine and some German wine, and in the end it turned out they just measured with uh, high end equipment or very expensive equipment the content of alcohol. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I have a similar yeah, but, experience but that's with true. that. You, come, you, yeah. you get you got some gas sensor, yeah, some metal oxide sensor, semiconductor, and you come along with a hell of ethanol, like mm -hmm. like again, 10, 10, 15 percent. So we talk about one thousand ppm. Yeah, just these beautiful little flavor components in in the PPB range. Uh, they have no chance because mm -hmm. uh, you, you do not do any separation work. You just confront um, the headspace of of uh, some some red wine to to some metal oxide sensor. So what do you expect? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a very for, for, for a chemist, <laughs> not for an engineer. Yes, that's a very yes. similar we had the topic. Same experience we have had in the early two thousands. Yeah. Yes, uh, and, and, I, I, hear, I hear you. And uh, if you listen to the last uh, episode we have done with uh, Kevin McNamara from the Irish Distillers, he told us almost the same. So 99% of uh, the whiskey is water and ethanol, and the rest yeah. is the important part. That's yeah. the important thing. And 
Um, if you would like to, to listen to that, uh, listen to our last episode with Kevin and uh, get some information about whiskey also. So, but now we are coming back to your uh, micro juicy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious, Mark, what, what, uh, so you're making these really micro GCs the size of credit card. Um, this, this is a great, co- this is a great uh, question for a, a flavor fragrance person. So which phase are those columns? Are you using a 1% fennel? Are you going to go with the wax? So what's the deal? Uh, that, that's something. We will start with the project actually tomorrow. It, it is, will be the 1st of March and the project will run for the three years. So in the first year, we will try to answer your question. Uh, it is something uh, which is on our side, on our homework at our institute, really to um, advise people uh, what kind of polymer we use. And um, yeah, um, we really have to do our homework. It, it, it is, uh, first instance, I would guess that we look to, to normal candidates, which we know from uh, uh, GC coatings, um, GC column coatings, um, uh, non-polar, semi-polar, polar. Uh, but currently, it also depends on, 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 on the target, um, I think. Uh, yep. And that, that's something uh, where we, uh, we will start uh, in terms of food fraud, uh, we will check olive oils, uh, which is quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will start mm-hmm. with some easygoing experiments. And then, um, yeah, um, it is not necessarily as we learned in, 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 uh, in off flavor science that you really go for, for the off flavor. But if you don't find the, uh, um, or if you cannot detect in a proper way your off flavor, you look for, for, for other components with, uh, which are, uh, joining this off flavor without any importance. Um, that's what we did with Bortane, for example. Yeah, that, that's a great point too. I mean, it, it's, it's a challenge. Um, it, one of the things we do, uh, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that we lie to people on the, uh, <laughs> on the sample introduction side, but we certainly exaggerate. We, we like to say, Hey, uh, you know, we've got this wonderful thing that can put anything into a GZ. We can, we can do the full range of everything. Uh, whatever that word full range might mean. We just forget to tell you that there's no column for the full range. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't actually exist. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 that's really, I think that the, the huge advantage of, of, um, of Farnhofer had to have these people from, from the engineering side, from microelectronics, as well as from, from chemistry and, um, and trace yeah. analysis. So um, that, that's something where, where we expect to have a certain amount of success because it, it is um, in our Fraunhofer family, they expect some um, success in terms of um, uh, upcoming projects with these devices. Because, and otherwise, mm-hmm. um, they will have some serious talks with us. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't have this talk with the European Union if you if you if you go for, for public projects um, and um, you are not successful. You can argue, yeah, we need uh, some some extra money for the next project, and they say, yeah, yeah, okay, we see your point. You here's your extra money. So that's not uh, the point for Finn Fraunhofer. We we get some more well um, realistic yep. education in this term. If we receive money, we we have to be have to have a certain success, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more, a little bit like a company, a more, little bit more like a company than a pure yep. university. Yes, sir. Yep. Is that the right wording for that? Yep. yep, yep, yep. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and uh, when did you expect to have a? 
project now um, a, a product which which can be used in the analytical world we expected that we need these three years really to do our homework in terms of identifying and having um, we go for only two examples then it's really a matter of whether these two examples have an industrial follow-up or we have to say okay here look we did some all of all action and uh Someone from public or industry said, ah, we, we got another challenge for you guys. And then we need more time to adapt. Yep. Or they say, okay, this is already you have shown and we want to get at least to TRL five to six. So uh, the uh, demonstrator should work in the surrounding of uh, the future application. Mm-hmm. That, that's the definition. Yeah. Okay. Um, what we want to achieve, what we have promised to achieve and we'll, time will Time will show, but I'm quite confident. No, challenging, challenging. Great. Uh, I'm in a glad situation that I'm very close to uh, to you and also to to our colleagues. So I will hopefully get some information, and probably we can share that at some time here also. So we that's do. yeah, I'm <laughs> very interested in. Great. Yes, I'm, that's one of the cute things we have here. You mentioned the news already that there was something in the news, um, and uh, in this days in our German news, there there is a new uh, contamination of the months. I will say is, is coming through <laughs> the news, or I, I don't know how to say that. But um, the group of the PFAS is uh, really, really coming uh, in the common mind and uh, in the television and in the radio. On er- every day, you you get some new article or new information about PFAS, and um, you worked for PFAS much longer than the last few days, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so at Fraunhofer, at our institute, we started in 1995. So um, at that point, I was not uh, at the institute. Uh, but um, then when I joined Fraunhofer in 2005, there was some some uh, scandal over here in Sauerland mm-hmm. uh, where... Um, I remember that and, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah some, some Belgian company sold uh, other farmers over here some organic fertilizer and it turned out it was paper sludge contaminated with PFAS. So PFAS is um, um, the shortcut for uh, poly and perfluorinated alkyl substances and they, they are water repellents and we know this uh, ourselves, we know this from, from our outdoor clothing and some, some other stuff, but it's also an uh, industrial chemical which you use for galvanic action where you are firefighting forms and so on. So it has more than 200 different applications. So it's not like in the news that it's only uh, um, some coating, some Gore-Tex. It, it, it is... Uh, um, it's uh, everywhere. It's used, it's used everywhere. Yes. Uh, um, because of... Uh, it's it, In principle, from, from a technical point of view, it's, it, it's good stuff, but it, it is... Nobody cared about um, the toxic effects um, to the environment. To, to, to animals and uh, to humans as well. So, and um, yeah, um, there have been some uh, scandals uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, there was some awareness in the late 1990s also. I have no clue why, why it pops up now. Um, it pops up now and then, mm-hmm. but obviously now we have a let's say in chromatography terms, a high peak of awareness. <laughs> uh, uh, that really, not, uh, because um, there, uh, there is this um, 
cooperation, uh, uh, different television stations and so on. They, they, uh, they joined forces. And, um, of course, there is now this, uh, um, discussion on a European level to ban the substances. And of course, this, um, uh, this might be the reason why it now pops up. But, uh, as I said, we work now for an analytical way for, for the last 30 years nearly over these substances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How that would really hurt. Oh, hurt your turn. Uh, t- sorry about that, Jan. You know, that would really hurt if they banned it. I mean, you have to ban Teflon. I mean, that, that would be, <laughs> that, that, that would hurt. It's, it's Teflon used so many places. I mean, of course, we've found this out the hard way with the unlocal instrumentation removing Teflon, but it, you, we had this situation where um, we did some air sampling for PFAS and we did an air blank in the office and we thought we had nothing and we, we had a hit on one compound and there were Teflon objects in that room. And the question immediately was, well, <laughs> did you, was it in the air or did you just sample, uh, did you sample some pieces of stuff that was in the office? So yeah, the, the, yeah. the Teflon, which is a source and a sink is, uh, is going to end up being a, a concern for this, uh, both in GC as it was in LC, uh, but getting rid of it, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge. I mean, we've gone through some of that on our end, but uh, getting rid of it, just in the yellow consultation is a challenge. Getting it out of your home or office is going to be worse. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, what if you if we look to our uh, we well, we also established this method. Um, you have precursors, volatile precursors, because the real. PFAS are non-volatiles. So which, which you yeah. find back in the application, you got precursors, you got production side products. And of course, real PFAS, they can also go into aerosols. So they can easily uh, absorb to dust and stuff like this. So you, you, if you do air sampling, you'll find also some non-volatiles. And that's the story behind. If you have a hotspot, that's one action. The other action is really airborne transportation and uh, water transportation. Uh, if you look to yeah. North Stream and stuff like this, um, that's the reason why we find it back in in, in polar bear. And there are some curious sample, uh, funny samples, not funny, but yep. very interesting sampling in in the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, and, and you find it back over there. So no, there's no one in the Arctic water. They've gotten quite paranoid about this in sampling. There's a uh, several states in the U.S., Michigan, and Minnesota come to mind. As well as the Department of Defense came out with this PFAS sampling advice, and they tell you they tell you things like, make sure your shirt was washed six times before you sample. Um, don't wear waterproof clothing because it's well made out of Teflon. Food packaging. Don't get any. Don't eat any fast food or don't eat anything you know with wrappers because some of those have PFAS in them. I remember. Uh, you know, back in my early days, international paper, this is 20 years ago. Um, that was right when 3M started to pull PFAS out of, uh, anti-grease agents for paper. So they, they used to put, they used to put PFAS on pizza, on pizza boxes. Yep. So it was a great way to keep the grease out of pizza box. Unfortunately, yep. it lasts forever. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, there's no, there, there's nothing, there's nothing natural that will, that will, yep. that, that will eat PFAS and turn it back into HF or CF4 or whatever else. It's just going to be there. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. Uh, so we have, uh, uh, it's also, yeah, it, it depends on what kind of literature, uh, you, you look at it. We, we discuss about 4,000 to 10,000 different components. Yeah. And, uh, if you, if you really look into, uh, uh, standard substances, which you use as a reference, uh, especially, um, like, uh, certain C label. So you can use it as an internal standard. We talk about 100 components, which are available. And, um, 
they are quite expensive. So it's not like mm -hmm. uh, uh, a routine analysis uh, from a point of costs. On the one hand, on the other hand, as I said, um, if you look to liquid chromatography, uh, Teflon is nearly everywhere in your machine. So you have to get rid of this different spare parts, replace them, or to do some, some pre-concentration of your PFAS inside your device. Also some, some possibility. Nevertheless, you have to check your chemicals, wherever they are clean, your sampling material. There are a lot of pitfalls. So it's not like we can have pesticide community where we have methods, where you have your commercial labs, where you have your uh, public labs. Um, it's not easy to establish and yet it's unknown. Uh, FSR now regulated four of them and the discussion is now to ban them, which is <laughs> then of course quite easy as soon as you detect something, uh, you know, that is forbidden. So you have... <laughs> But um, it will be a very interesting time and um, also um, to check uh, future developments worldwide. Uh, if you look to, to, to outdoor closing, 90% is coming from China. So um, even if we ban in Europe, do we want to ban 90% of our outdoor clothing? Yeah, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, there's also a perception amongst chemists. Um, so like the consumables for thermal absorption, uh, we use... Typically, for most applications, Teflon barrels on that because everyone thought, well, Teflon's, you know, the most generic thing you can get. So, so, um, and ironically, you know, if you went with nylon, nylon or Delrin, they're actually cheaper, but everyone's mm. like, well, Teflon's so pure, you know. Well, until you have a government, you have a government contractor or customer, I can't remember, I can't mention which one. They ordered thousands of tubes from us and said, we have to have all the ferrules nylon or something besides Teflon. <laughs> so, so, so ironically, this can be done. It's not hard to hunt all this stuff down and replace it. Uh, we don't have anything in a sample path, but unlike LC, uh, the GC side, normally nothing passes through Teflon. So, but there are seals and other things in different places uh, mm -hmm. that you have to take out, like these ferals. Yep. So you can take them out, and, and we are where we, we are where we we have where we can. Um, and certainly, the people out there doing the work are asking for it. Because uh, they're really worried about your contamination at low levels from the stuff. So, so that that whole process has begun, and you're going to see the GC world mimic the LC world here shortly and say, "Hey, we're Teflon free," because you're going to have to be, otherwise, it's reasonable doubt. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. It's something extra work. It, it's not a problem. It's a challenge. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> again, yeah. again, and again, again, again. again, yeah. again. We get this uh, <laughs> European Food uh, Safety Authority, and they they said, "Oh, we're there for certain components, you are in the nanogram." Per kilogram body weight per week. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you if you just look to water, okay, water is not highly contaminated, but it is contaminated. But you have, if you really think in an average two to three liter per day, and then you have to uh, really to uh, calculate uh, your PFAS income, yes. so to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, that will be a challenge for us as an analytical chemist or the provider. Yeah. Of, yeah. analytical machines for you guys uh, really to 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 uh to um, do sample preparation which is matching with regulation so that will be uh, uh something uh, we have to be aware or if i do not know the toxic effect i just do some some calculation that i say uh, there's one component and the second component we don't know the third component but we have our limitations for one or two components and we take this values and just transfer these values to 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 all the other 
PFAS candidates. And then um, we run into trouble with regulation because we are not able to, to, to measure in this sensitivity. That, that happens a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm part of ASTM and ISO. We, um, we have a whole group that talks about detection limits. And it, it's not uncommon that someone says, okay, I, 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 we're going to set the regulatory limit in the part per quadrillion or something like that. And, and, and I get where the toxicologists want to set a number like that. Um, but, you know, even if you can see to a part per quadrillion, um, it doesn't mean the uncertainty associated with that number. I mean, if you, you look at like Horowitz's trumpet or some of the other statistical things where you look at uncertainty as a function of detection limit, it, 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 the inner lab uncertainty when you get to these low levels is just crazy. And then you, and you mentioned it the earlier too, the issues with standards, you have to have a standard to measure it and getting these standards is expensive. And because unfortunately due to high demand, uh, it takes forever to get. So you've really got to plan ahead to get all this stuff. It, it, it really is a challenge. And then on top of that, they don't behave the way you think they should. We had, um, we did this experiment where we were doing uh, two, two different labs. One was doing the classic TO17 air toxic stuff, which goes from like propylene and aphthalene. And the other lab was doing PFAS and air. And we found out, you love this, a, um, a six, carbon, six carbon PFAS acid, uh, perfluorohexadecanoic acid, had the same retention time on a 624 column as propylene. One's an acid that weighs 314. The other one is, uh, is an alkene that weighs 44, I think. <laughs> no, 42, sorry. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's not just that they, they don't behave the way you think they're going to behave. Uh, it, it's really crazy uh, when yeah. you get into this yeah. work. Yeah. What we have observed in liquid chromatography, normally what we have learned at university that we use an internal standard. Uh, if we have uh, um, C8 uh, internal standard, we can also do uh, some C7 uh, action or C9 if it belongs to the family. But what we have seen that we need for each of these homologs uh, for C4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and so on, for each of them, and we need the uh, appropriate C13 standard. So Yeah, it's got to um, be carbon 13. It, yeah, yeah it, and it has to be not one fits all. You have to have all the standard substances to all your targets, no mm. way out. Because yeah. um, even if you have C8, we did some experiments. Um, I'm not sure whether it was seven or nine or whatever, but we had a, a recovery rate of 300% of 40%. 50. So, so um, it is not um, that you, that you can uh, um, be in the neighborhood um, eight instead of nine or 10. It, you have to have the corresponding 13C standard substance. For for yeah. for PFAS, we I'm not sure about the other targets, but um, this is quite unique. Mm. And mm. thank you for that advice. We're we're writing a fluorotelomer alcohol method uh, in ASTM right now for indoor air, and yeah, I think we were planning on using that. There's like five or six of them we're interested in the telomeres, but um, you're right. I think instead of having one internal standard, we're going to have to do them all. Uh, yep. That's going to make a lot, yep. lot more sense. Wellington will be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and there's some specialty chemicals company somewhere that's about to make a bunch of money selling carbon 13 labeled for yeah, they, <laughs> they do. They happy people. <laughs> so, no, so you have to okay. they, they do it. They do an excellent job, but uh, it's like a, it's also quite expensive. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Investment opportunity for those of our listeners who happen to have some extra money laying around. Yeah. Such a size. Certain CP funds. Yeah. So, so, so um, actually, um, so one of the next steps could be to, to do some 14C action to, 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 to check the fate of these components, especially if, if you're in the uh, uh, polyfluorinated arena. Um, but that's some kind of outlook. Yep. You need something for research for the future. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. But I think there there will be there, there will come enough of these scandals are in quotes. So there were a lot of com I think a lot of components we we didn't have on our agenda right now. They will come to to the news and also to our visibility and also to to our analytical skills here. So yep, that, that will come. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, great. So that's a long time. The Fraunhofer works on PFAS, so it's really. Interesting that you are you're working so long with that. So, awesome. yes. So we have spoken a lot of uh, about the past and uh, the, the very very near future with the micro GC uh, part. But um, the interesting thing is we we talked with you here about um, some other things also. And what are you doing in the near future? So where can our listeners meet you or can um, can get some informations from you or, or see you on, on symposiums or whatever you're doing in the next in, or in the short future or in, in this year, 23, uh, 2023, sorry. Um, so what's com coming up for you in the, in the near future? Well, um, there are, um, coming back to PFAS and uh, that's easy, but um, there are some conferences uh, where we surely will will join, give some 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 lectures as well, and with Nancy Dioxin in, in in Belgium, as far as I know, in in, in Alton, there will be some some of my colleagues from of my team will join CTEC, uh, which will be in Dublin this year. So mm -hmm. um, if you want yep. to come along, join CTEC. Having some Guinness again, some alcohol. <laughs> uh, I think it's a good place. Uh, that, 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 that's a very, very good conference, and PFAS uh, uh, increasingly uh, came into the focus of uh, our environmental ecotox uh, uh, colleagues. So that will be something uh, where Fraunhofer is quite active. Um, there will be some food conferences as well this year. Um, and um, yeah. So we are also available on demand. Um, so we will see how this thing will work out. Anyway, it's, it's good to be uh, back on the floor in, in real life. Um, I think that that's very important. The community comes together again and discuss things. So that's what I enjoyed last year. So um, perhaps there will be also some spontaneous action depending on um, yeah on the time we we will have, but um, nevertheless, we also work together with some some authorities on a national level mm -hmm. in terms of PFAS. So there will be surely also some 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 workshops um, uh, on, on their side where we uh, attend and collaborate and give some some lectures. Yeah. And shameless plug for ASTM: we're having a workshop on PFAS and air this fall, so in Washington D.C. So if you want to. You want to come over to ASTM meeting and listen to how everyone's freaked out about how to measure PFAS and air. Uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to come over and, and join. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know that last year, Dioxin took place in New Orleans. Uh, a lot of PFAS sessions uh, um, sneaked in. So it was very interesting. 
So um, when, yeah. uh, I think Dowsing Conference is, is one of the um, best places to go if you want to learn about PFAS. Really? Okay. Thank you for that advice. But <laughs> I hadn't connected to that. So I'll, I'll do that now. Okay. So now, now the important question is if some of our listeners uh, would like to have contact to you because you're uh, you're the, the person to talk about with, uh, <laughs> in, in which case or uh, ever, uh, where, where can listeners can reach you on the internet or elsewhere? So um, you, you have the room yeah. to, to give your addresses or whatever, wherever you are you're, um, right now. So that's should okay. be your place now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if, 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 if there's interest in our work, of course, you, you can contact me by email or uh, look to our website, uh, Fraunhofer IME. Um, also, you can contact me by email. It's mark.boecking at ime.fraunhofer.de. And um, well, if... Um, that was too fast. They can also contact you and you are allowed to give my contact <laughs> later. And, uh, yes, of course. Uh, and then, of course, uh, also talk to the people and uh, promote uh, Gastel. So we are, <laughs> so we are, we are quite, quite happy with the Gastel devices. So we, we forgot completely to mention that um, a lot of things which we do in our instrumental world with, uh, with um, the Chinese beverages, um, we, we, we used... Um, some yeah. devices okay. from Mülheim, but but this is not yes. the primary intent of this podcast. So the primary no, intent is no, definitely no, the we forgot to, but, but this was very interesting, and that that's something which is yeah. which is really helpful if you if you have all these uh, things on board to do really to to compare. And what we have learned in the past is that, that every matrix is quite unique, and you do not have a one fits all method, and you yeah. need a certain variety on top of your GC or LC. That, that's something. And, and, and it's the same for PFAS, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Thank and for, for everybody who really is um, driving his car or running in the woods with his uh, jogging shoes in the moment and don't have the possibility to write down the email address, we will put that in the show notes here directly in the in the podcast. So if you have the podcatcher, you can, can read that directly or contact us as Gerstel. So we provide that or, or we we connect you together so that would be also an easy way for you and and also for us so we we will do that uh, with a smile in our eyes so that's perfect <laughs> yeah thank you mark on, on at this point uh, I, I will say thank you kurt and i will shut my mouth now and give you the possibility <laughs> to say goodbye at uh, at your side yeah thanks again for having us uh jan and setting all this up and giving uh all a chance to talk and mark it was wonderful meeting you and hearing about your some of the common problems some of the common frustrations you and i both have it's been cool okay yes thanks it was, it was my pleasure to talk to you guys um hope to uh, to do this again somewhere in somewhere in life yes please so, somewhere over the rainbow i remember sure rainbow bridge conversation <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you very much you both and have a nice day yeah thanks everyone thanks. Thanks. Have a great day. bye bye